Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Awkward Silence Program. Hello, friends. Huge applause. This is the show that takes you from the spotlight to the green room. And does what else? Oh, I don't know. Highlights some killer stand-up people and some people who are kind of behind the scenes and up-and-coming comedians and groovy shit like that. Hey, I'm your uh, stand-in host, Scott Whitney. Yay. Konnichiwa. And I'm here with... Oh, I'm Brant Tolber still. Brant Tolber, everybody. Nothing changes. What's up, brother? How are you? I am. Um, I'm good. I got some computer you stuff You got a lot here. of shit going on got over the there. Got a thing going, beer. Got a marquee application. He's, I got somebody heckling the crowd already. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good life. A uh, little housekeeping. Uh, how do you reach out to us? Huge chat here today. Very excited about that. It's a couple ways. We do this show live every Thursday. So if you're an in-the-moment kind of guy or gal, then you can hit the live chat. Just go ahead and and we're going to sit here. We're going to be looking at it. We'll ask questions to Bran or, or Ivan when he gets here. Or let's say you're more contemplative. And I like that about you. You can send an email to awkward at vegasvideonetwork.com. That's awkward at vegasvideonetwork.com. How else do you check us out? Well, the website, VegasVideoNetwork.com, and of course, iTunes. By the way, as Brian said last week, we have the audio capability now, and you can actually go to iTunes and look for it, and it right. will be there as well. So, subscribe. So that's it. Subscribe to us, which is the cool thing to do. Uh, explanation why I'm sitting here. Um, Brian reached out to us last week, or actually yesterday it was, <laughs> last week. <laughs> Man, I've got to stop drinking before these shows. Drinking. He uh, reached out to us yesterday, uh, had some bad news, uh, a death in his family. Uh, uh, Sean, his wife, uh, had a death in, in her family, and so they needed to attend to that today. So Brian couldn't make it today, so our condolences go out to Brian. Uh, but he'll be back next week uh, with other great headlines, so uh, we're looking forward to that. Other and than that... He's in the chat, though, right? And Brian's in the chat. So Brian, he's just a little us. heads up for you. We will be going to you for a fit and fat. Yeah. So go away yourself in the bathroom. Because that's the right thing to do. Everybody in the chat, if you see Brian there, uh, ask him, how's the fit or fat thing going? He really wants to tell you. What's going on with you, brother? Let's just address this, because I'm sure it's what everyone wants to know, why you're wearing a pink bandana, amazing Ralph Macchio, I, um, whatever you are. I'm, uh, well, I'm trying to get closer to the, uh, our gay, <laughs> we're trying to get a, a bigger gay community to show up. No, here's what happened. So I'm at the age, well, how old are you? 33. Okay. I think. So I'm, I'm significantly older than that. Yes. And, uh, every, yes. and every year I go in and get a, 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 a cancer, a skin cancer screening. And so I uh, scheduled this some time ago, and they, they went in, and, and I get a lot of these precancerous things, especially on my forehead. Um, and so they went in, and, and they use liquid nitrogen which is minus 371 degrees Fahrenheit. And they spray these little precancerous guys to make it go away, which is what they did. And it looks like I either have the plague or fought a bunch of bumblebees and lost. And uh, it was interesting. I was, I was telling these guys before the show, uh, when she did this really sweet doctor, real diminutive girl, and she, she comes in and, and says, okay, you know, we're going to do this. Now we've got a new procedure. We can put some, some goo on there. You can take it home and put it on for 14 weeks, twice a day, and you can do that. I'm like, I'll never do that. She's mm -hmm. like, that guys never do that. Okay. So she does the first round, and I'm telling you, it hurts. So I'm kind of you know, whining and bitching and moaning. I say, well, thanks for that, Dr. Mengele. And she didn't think that was very funny and decided to talk about frostbite. And she goes, well, okay, so frostbite, this is just like frostbite, Scott, okay? If you frostbite something one time, uh, you're probably going to be okay. But if you frostbite it the second time, that's when stuff falls off. So we have to do it a second time. Well, I oh, said Dr. Mengele, so I think she was pissed. So she's like, So it looks like it's uh, bad news. So instead of scaring the the thousands of kids who watch the show, I'm wearing the, uh, the pink bandana. But enough about me. It looks good. You pull it Do off. Do you think? Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. You're a good, you're a good man. You just did, uh, well, you Stanhope. Yeah, we did Stanhope on Saturday at sunset, which was cool. Just me and Doug. Um, it, it was all right. <laughs> they ran it kind of shitty. The venue thought it was starting at 8, but all the, the press stuff said 8.30, so... They would try to get me to go up and 
they cut my time to 10 minutes and they had me come up. They wanted me to go out while they were just seating and me and mm. stand up were like, that's not, I'm not, we're not doing that. So I got to go up as most people were seated, but. Was just, it just the two of you? Yeah, just me and him and he, uh, he crushed. He, he, I don't know how he does it. I mean, he can get away with anything, and, uh, but he just, he was great. So the show was great. Made some friends, got wasted afterwards, and then I didn't get to have like a usual Stanhope night because he had to fly out yeah. the next morning to uh, we to the UK. So funny, no, we just had a drink afterwards, and then uh, and then and then he took off. So it was cool. It was a good. It was a good show, but let it wasn't as la like last time. Let me ask you this: If you do an opening for Stanhope versus, say, Brian Regan, do you change your act? Yeah, for sure. When it's Stanhope, I do. I do shit with Stanhope. We can do anything. They almost, I, I actually make, that's stand-up's the only person I would make my crowd, I'd go dirtier. Like, if I was opening for Brian Regan, I'd have to take out, I'd, I'd have to start writing new jokes that day, but I'd have to, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, with Stanhope, you can get away with anything, and they kind of want it, you know, so right. it, it's, it's a chance to do shit that I like that a club owner wouldn't like, because Stanhope doesn't care, he can, he, he could give a shit, you could do whatever you want up there. So. Is that the Louis Anderson room? No, oh, it's station. a big, it's, it's a, a big station. room at Sunset Station. I went to Louis Anderson's surprise birthday party yesterday, which is a lot different from hanging out with Stanhope. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> really, now where was that? At a uh, Palace Station. But I, uh, kind of a funny story. I, I dress how I usually do, just like a homeless dude. And uh, <laughs> the, there's a booker there. And I'm, I'm sitting there eating. I go over. It's like a catered after party, and everyone goes there. And this guy walks over to me, and he's like, hey, you're, you're not supposed to be in here. This is a private party. And I was like, man, go fuck yourself. I'm, and it was the dude that booked. Uh, I told him, man. It, it was the dude that booked Bonkers. But I just, so I, it kind of ruined the night. And I was, mm. I was saying so much shit I probably shouldn't have said because I was a little drunk. But this kind of fucking asshole move, like. You better know someone's not supposed to be in there if you, you know. It's a private party in a back right. room. It takes some right. fucking balls for me to walk by everyone right. and, and then walk over to the food. And, I mean, it was bacon-covered shrimp, which were awesome. But, uh, so that was kind of a, uh, I was pissed about it. I, I'm probably not going to, I shouldn't talk about but it like you got I in. want to. Yeah, yeah, I was there with fucking people. I just did a 500-seat room two days ago at right. station. So I'm right. allowed to be in the station's casino. So I went crazy, and then everyone tried to calm me down, but... I probably won't be working so a bonkers what ever. do you look like when you're crazy? You're not I just a fucking asshole. I just said, hey, buddy, just because you have a $300 suit, don't fucking come talk to me. I just made a big scene. Like, <laughs> I just, but just an asshole because the guy's a dick. I was having a good time. Everything's fine. And then he wants to come single me out in front of everyone and be like, hey, you're not supposed to be here. I was like, right. just because I have a beard doesn't mean I'm not fucking, no, you know. You're a fair enough guy. I used to, so it was a bad that was, but the difference between hanging out with Louis Anderson and hanging out with Stanhope was quite a different week. <laughs> How about, remember last week you talked about the gig you had in L.A. and that you're kind of bummed out by the fact that that, uh, that booker didn't show up, that woman. Oh, the manager? Oh, the yeah, manager, yeah. right. As you look back at that, do you still feel the same way? I was really yeah. curious about that. Yeah, no, I don't. If someone tells me they're going to come to a show, I mean, I guess I shouldn't be like this because it's just part of stand-up, but... I guess my question is, and Brian kind of answered it, or asked it, but if she did show up and you didn't do as well, you said you didn't do well in that room. No. But do you think that would have hurt your chance? Could she have watched it and oh, read the room and said, you know what, you're not, you're not ready for what I do? Or yeah, what I, no, what I it could have went bad. I just, uh, no, I mean, it, 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 it's nothing. I mean, people never show up. People, I mean, if you invite a thousand people to a show, maybe ten will come. So I'm not worried about it. I was just kind of ranting on here, but yep. I don't. I mean, I don't care. I don't care. You know, it doesn't matter. So you're, uh, where are you playing this week? Uh, I was at Brad Garrett's last night, which was awesome. I'm at Four Queens tonight. That's a so, nice room, the Brad yeah, Garrett room. Yeah, I'm somewhere at some martini bar on Friday. I don't know, just wherever. So last week we saw, it was like the uh, Vegas Video Network alumni last week at Four Queens. We saw Scotty Pritchard. Yeah. We saw Brian Malika and then Todd Paul, who has been on the show as well. It was just a great show. Yeah, that's why Brian crushed all week. He was, I wish he was here to talk about it. He, he did, did great. So I went down and watched pretty much every night, and he did great. And Todd was great, too. And uh, he got to do, Todd got to do a longer set. So yeah. he didn't do just that one bit with the, with the unicycle. He did a couple before and after as well. Um, something happened to Brian that I thought was interesting. I wanted to get your take on it. Uh, he, was, he was up there doing his routine, and a lady laughed really loud, but late. 
So like he would do joke, 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 everybody would laugh, and then, and then this really loud, obnoxious laugh would happen, this woman. And, and he acknowledged it on stage. You, you know, the first time he just kind of acknowledged it. Second time he said something like, you know, I'm not sure if I love you or I hate you. Uh, and it kept going on. Then I talked to him afterwards, and he said it kind of affected his timing. Um, how would you deal with something like that if, if that happened to you? I, you never get mad at someone for laughing, you know? Right. I mean, just she's stupid. It just takes her a while <laughs> to get jokes. You, I don't know what you, I mean, I guess you maybe pause more. I, I, I've had a couple jokes like that where it's just like, you guys are just getting these jokes. I don't know, you just roll with it. I mean, you can't really, you don't ever want to discourage someone from laughing at right. your jokes. I mean, that's great. It's just, it, in a perfect world, it'd come all together. But. So she came by later and said that she was a stand-up. Uh, from New York, and you know, an up-and-coming stand-up, and so you know, patted him on the back and said, "What a great job he did! It was very, very nice." Um, well, then she shouldn't do that. Yeah. Then she just probably wanted attention. Because yeah. if you're a real stand-up, you would never, like, if I was doing a show, I'd never take away from that's his show. Right. He's the star. I would never do anything. So obviously, she just wanted attention. She's just a dumb chick, probably. So, but would you address her on stage? Would you say anything no, to her? No, no. Well, if I knew it was just a dumb chick, if, I mean, now that you tell me that after, no, because you just, a lot of people are just stupid, and it just takes them longer to get jokes, and you don't want to make, you, you, I'd never go hard on a woman anyway. You can't really pick on women, because yeah. then the crowd will turn against you, and, and I'd never pick on someone who's laughing at my jokes, but you just got to roll with it, I guess. Maybe address it and just say, wow, you, you know, you're, are you getting these jokes on delay? I don't know what I would say. I would say something yeah. in the moment, but. Yeah. I don't think you could. I, I don't think you should ever be mean to girls. I've seen it go nothing but bad. So if, no matter how drunk or ridiculous a girl is, I really just try to ride it out because she could be obnoxious for 20 minutes, and if you go, "Hey, fat chick, shut up," the whole crowd will just boom. Right, turn and, on you. Yeah. So. Right. And he probably just had to wear it. You know, it's like part of the job. Well, yeah. You just got to wear shit and just ride it out. Handled it real well. All right. Enough Better about fat? us. Oh yeah, fit or fat, Brian. What's the word? Let's see the fit or fat graphic, if we could do that. Let's see if I can find Brian on here. Brian. Oh, Brian's not doing it. He won't answer? He's probably weighing <laughs> himself right now. I think he, he looked good last week. I think he I, lost a couple I pounds. I say we ought to give it to him. Let's give him, a, let's give him a fit. For sure. Brian, fit. I don't have the sound effect going, so I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> All right. Uh, he's down one. Brian, I was right, and he called uh, one of us an asshole. Who? Well, he called. He just said Brian minus one assholes. Oh, we're that's, that's did good. That seems. Uncomfortable. Oh, it's probably for we're, both we're of us. We're trying to. We're trying to actually gave him a minus one before we even said that. That was uncalled for. Uh, let's get ready for our, our headliner. Yeah, let's bring in some talent. <laughs> <laughs> so, so imagine this. Here's your job. You get to cruise around the world all the time. You get to go to the Bahamas and the Caribbean and Alaska. Oh, but wait a minute, you're doing other stuff. You're going to all the colleges. Oh, wait a minute, you're doing other stuff. You're playing all the hotels here. But wait, there's more. You're doing TV. You're doing commercials. You're doing uh, sitcoms. You're doing MTV, CBS. This is what our headliner is all about. There he is, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ivan Basal. Yes, welcome yeah, right. to the show. Hey, thanks. We man. do an awkward handshake here. Good Thank you. That's cool. Good yeah. to have you. I'm all Quite an intro. You got a rough crowd here. They're like, these two guys suck. <laughs> oh, man. Is that my mom saying that? Because I know my mom's on here. Your mom is on here. Really? Yeah. Okay. She, so far, she's been very sweet. She's uh, yeah. She asked you to sit up. Did she? <laughs> okay. Sorry, mom. So, uh, happy birthday. Yeah. Hey, thanks, guys. Yeah. 30 yeah. years old. I am, I am the dirty 30 today. Congrats. That's awesome. Thanks. So, all, I did, all I did really was not die. Yeah. So, it's, it's, it's <laughs> so I'll take the congratulations. That's so good. Thank you. I'm it's, 20 years ahead of not dying. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, you're a busy guy. I am. I am. I was looking at your website today. Uh, tell people, you know, what you've got going just on your website, the kind of gigs that you're doing over the next oh, you know, wow. couple months. Okay. Well, um, well, I do this, uh, <laughs> sweet gig, and then uh, uh, right from here I go to the airport and I'm doing a college at Drake University in Iowa tomorrow, um, so I red-eye out tonight, get into Iowa at like 6 a.m. tomorrow, nice. 
do the show tomorrow night, uh, get back into Vegas the next morning, and then I'm doing shows uh, at uh, Fremont Street uh, all the rest of the week. Then right from there, I go to Rochester, New York, and I have a corporate show uh, there. And then I go, I don't know, probably like the Caribbean or somewhere right after that, and then more colleges and corporate shows. So I, I've always tried to keep, uh, keep really diverse in my career. I find uh, if you put all your eggs in one basket too much, you can get burned pretty easily. So amazing how much work you're doing. So you're 30. Uh, when did you get into this business to begin with? Uh, well, I started, you know, I do the comedy juggling thing. I, I started juggling when I was about 10 years old. Um, but in, in America, anyway, people can take about five, six minutes of juggling before they're like, all right. <laughs> like all right, I, I, you throw and catch stuff. Like, what else you got, you know? Um, so that's when I really started uh, incorporating the comedy and the more, you know, stand-up-y type aspect. So uh, I did it all through high school, all through college. I would say I started really, really working. Uh, the day I got out of college, because when I was in school, I couldn't really travel. I couldn't do, you know, what the, the school schedule didn't allow for the flexibility right. of, of moving around quite a bit. So, right out of college, did you just jump and full time you were doing? I, I did. Comedy I did. juggling. So you never had a different job other than this. Uh, uh, well, I <laughs> I worked at uh, Abercrombie and Fitch for about <laughs> uh, about three weeks. We are good looking. Man. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see it. yeah, I did that. It was just, it was terrible. Just, I just kind of stood there, and it was, it was. So, how did you get the first gigs? Um, yeah, I had, I had a, a lot of lucky breaks. I, I met a lot of people that, that kind of did, um, you know, the performing thing for a living when I was in college, and so I, I had a, a few, I guess I would say, mentors that kind of just showed me. Where did you go to college? In uh, California, Cal State Northridge. Got my degree in, in film production. Um, so I. I with the with the film production degree, I always filmed everything I did. So I was able to put together, you know, my first my first demo reel from a, a performing arts center gig that I did with this other magician, um, and it just kind of went from there. I'm, you know, there, there's there's two parts of show business. It's show and business, yeah, you know. Right, so it's yeah. like you can have a really great show, but if you can't market yourself, it doesn't matter. You know, right. I mean, in most aspects, almost everybody, be you a singer, dancer, a comedian, whatever you do, it's the people who make the most money aren't necessarily the, the best. Right. So you know, so sure. the, the marketing is such a, a huge uh, part of it. And if you don't do that or you don't have that skill or have somebody who does it for you, it's, it's a huge downfall. Well, so how long, <clears throat> excuse me, how long were you going before you recognized, you know what, this stuff's going to work? I'm going to make a living at this. Honestly, it was pretty much right away. Like when I started doing stuff in college, I had a. They weren't even an agent. It was, it was a um, like like an event planner. They were called Interactive Games and Creations. It's a good plug for you. Um, <laughs> and they they booked me at a bunch of all these these really great gigs in, in college. And I, I was living in my fraternity house, which was like ninety bucks a month to live there. Right. And I was I was making a couple thousand dollars a week sometimes, really? you know, in college. Wow. Doing, you know, I did a thing at the, uh, at the Oscars one time. I did a thing for the Rolling Stones. We're at the Staples Center. I did Carl uh, Malone's daughter's birthday party. Like, I, they had all these, like, <laughs> random, random gigs, yeah. you know. And uh, I met my wife uh, in college, and then pretty much right away we bought our first house in Vegas and moved out here right away. Okay. And, yeah, and my main goal was to start doing the cruise ships. Right away, um, we were young. I was so like, you wanted to do that in the beginning. I did. Why? Well, my uh, my parents were always been huge cruisers. Like, uh, and I, I love traveling. My wife loves traveling. My whole family was always really into it. And cruising was just so cool. And I remember going on the cruise ships and seeing these shows, you know, and talking to some of the people. And they're like, yeah, you know, we make a lot of money doing this. And I'm like, what? Like, you you you, you work? <laughs> I mean, it's insane. You work you work essentially one two nights a week max. Right. You know, and you get to travel the world. My wife and I, we've been, we've been everywhere. We've been to, you know, Europe. We've been to South America. I mean, you know, everywhere. And it's, it's been awesome. So, but if you're on a cruise ship, I would think that, I mean, I'm assuming you've bombed before at some point on a cruise ship. Right. And we'll ask you about a hell gig later, but. Oh, do, I mean, oh, do I have some for you? I'll say <laughs> but, but I would think that you're on a cruise ship, and, and let's, think, let's say things don't go quite the way you want. Sure. Well, you can't leave. No, you, you live with, you live with the people. You're surrounded by the guys who just said, you suck. Yep, you, you, you live with the people. How that, do you deal that's with that? the, You just don't leave your cabin. Put on a funny mustache and be like, ah, you know. Um, it's, the only ways you really, I mean, cruise ships, even if you do like a late night adult show, I mean, very few of them are going to want you to go out there and just totally yeah. swear and, you know, do that kind of stuff. So you always... On ships, anyway, you have to kind of do a, a, a family-esque right. show. Right. My character on stage, like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, 
I, very sarcastic. I tend to get you are. Yeah, I tend to get away with a, with a lot more. I mean, once once people like you, yeah. yeah, then you can essentially do whatever you want, and you can get away with a lot more. When I first started doing ships, like I, I've told my agent Jan, if she's watching, uh, when I first started doing doing ships, like my character, I, I was a dick. Like I, I was, I was, I was, a, I was a cocky dick. I just hadn't developed my character. I didn't mean it like that because I'm not, you know. You didn't I swear. No, no, you didn't swear. But just it, it's your demeanor. You're, you're, a lot of times you're performing for people that are honestly 80, 85 yeah, years old, you right. know, and right. they're like, you remind me of my great grandson, you know. And if you offend them, you know, you're gonna make some enemies right after right, that. So it's right. like you need to be. It's it, every venue you do, it's so different. Like even comedy club to comedy club, the crowds are different. I mean, performing in Vegas is way different yeah. than performing on ships, which is way different than performing at colleges, right. which is way different than performing art centers. So right. it's like you really. It took me a long time to really get in that niche where I could, I could essentially kill every time. So you started off as a juggler. You said you had to get comedy into your, into your deal. Right, right. How, how did you do that? Did you go seek out a com other comedians? Did you No, you know, I've, I've always been, I've, I've always been really into comedy and, and, and writing and stuff like that. I just really never, I mean, when I started, there was, there was no internet. There was, I think mm -hmm. I saw one comedy juggler in my entire life, you know. Um, so it was just a way of, Trying to combine the two, like most of this, I mean, I write all the time. Most of the stuff that I write isn't mm. isn't really applicable to my act. I mean, you can't be juggling stuff behind your back and just be like, "Boy, airplane seats are uncomfortable." <laughs> like, you know, dogs and cats are different. It, you, you have to really kind of incorporate, you know, what you're doing in, into the jokes. And so a lot of my stuff is like a routine here. I'll have a bunch of jokes in there, and then I'll tend to go into more stand-up-y type things during the the transitions where I can fill in, you know, the stuff that I write. Like right. I, for whatever reason. I have a whole thing on, on people catching on fire, you know, and I wrote a whole bit about it. And there's nothing funny if you were to just say that, but it, it, in the context of the act, like it becomes. Because you're juggling yeah. fiery things. No, oh, I'm, oh, no, I'm not. I'm not even doing that. It just, it, it's just, it's just a whole, tra <laughs> it's just a transition. It's a transition going, yeah, it has nothing to do with yeah. juggling, but I'm like, oh, this will be funny. So uh, <laughs> I noticed on your website you've got a lot of videos. Um, and a third of them are you dealing with hecklers. Right, right, right. And uh, so my question is, do you think that because as a juggler you have these huge audio gaps, right? Brant and Brian have talked about this a lot. If you've got the microphone, you're in charge. Right. No one can really hurt you if you've got the mic. But the fact there are times where you set something up and then you start doing your, sure. your deal, your bit, you've got these huge audio gaps where people just kind of, kind of to bust out. So are you? So why have you decided to put all those heckler videos on your website? Well, for whatever reason, especially over the past couple of years, my show for whatever reason just just welcomes hecklers. Like I, I try to. <laughs> Does that freak you out at all? No, actually, I love it because that, to yeah. me, that it, it, I try to do each show. Like my my whole philosophy on on show business is I don't like, and there's nothing wrong with it, like I don't do a character. Like I feel what you see on stage, honestly, is what you're gonna get hanging out with me at the bar after the show. You know, kind of what you see is what you get. And so I kind of come out and I'm like, hey, what's up, dudes? Like, you know, just totally casual. Like, it's just me and you guys, and I'm going to do some stuff for you here. And people just think they can say stuff, like, all the time. It's all like, the time. All the time. I mean, every show. But it, it's, I love that. So every show, I can count on people. And when I say heckler, it's not like people going, like, you suck. I mean, they'll just well, answer was, rhetorical well, like questions or they'll said, answer, you know. Well, I saw one where a guy said, uh, you know, just get on with the yeah, yeah some lady at a comedy club. She's like, oh, just do the trick. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's something it. like that. You like, know, and so oh, I just, yeah. you know, uh, would he retort to her? Mad. You know, and then she, she stopped. But it's great because, I mean, anytime you can shut down a heckler, I mean, yeah, they you love win. it. And the crowd loves you know, and it. Yeah. They love it. And then you're back in charge, and that person feels like a douche. Have you ever you had know? a heckler, you know, say something that you're like, ugh, not sure how to handle not, that? Not say something, but I have actually, this video is online too. It's, it's the most priceless piece of video footage I have next to the horror story that I'll get to later. But, uh, <laughs> I had this, it was on a cruise ship, a spring break cruise, and they always have me on these spring break cruises because it's like, it's just party syndrome. People are right. there's puke everywhere. It's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's a disaster. Uh, this woman was as drunk as you could possibly be uh. and functioning. And I had her up on stage. And this probably four-minute routine turned into a good 16 minutes. <laughs> and it was the only time in my career ever where I, I felt like I, I've completely lost control like I, I i need to call security like there's really? there's not yeah. yeah there's nothing i she is i mean it was hysterical but she was just i mean 
absolutely a blue ship. It was completely somewhere else. And was this on a cruise ship? This was on a cruise ship as well. <laughs> yeah. So how did you get the original cruise ship gig? Because, you know, you see, you see freaking internet marketers going, let me teach you how to get on a cruise right. ship. Right. Well, you're yeah, a comedian, I don't, I don't, you're a musician, you're a juggler. Yeah. And I'll show you how to do that. In my, in my experience, everything has been based on a demo reel. Everything has been based on really? the actual video footage that you can pr uh, produce. Like, I can't even tell you the last time I've sent out, like, an actual promo package. As yeah. Like, here's my, here's my resume. Saying, you well, know, you don't need it anymore. And plus, people, you do good every time people vouch for you. Like, right. I mean, once you get as good as you are, then people, you don't, you can just, it's just a lot of, if someone's good vouches for you, like, I'm right. sure if someone, if you thought someone was up and right. coming, and, yeah, and you vouch that's for them. so yeah, much it's, better it's, than it's, a, a And a, a lot of it, yeah, kid. word of mouth yeah. and everything else, you know, and, 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 like I said, everything is just video-based, really. No, there's no, I don't think I've ever even been to an audition where they're like, show me what you got, kid. Really? You know, do, yeah, do your act. But don't, like, you, don't you think that's good advice? And we've said it before, all, you should film every single set. Absolutely. I, I, I don't know about every single set, but I mean, if, if whenever I work on something new yeah. or try new stuff, like I definitely, I film and I do all my, you know, like I said, I got my degree in video production. I do all my video editing myself. Right. So I try to do a new demo every year if I can. Like I, and I have a demo for each market. Like I have a demo that I do for colleges that just shows me in college gigs. And in college right. gigs, they can either be great or, yeah, we were talking yeah, about, yeah. or they could just be hell on earth, you know? Really? You could be in their beautiful performing arts center and there's posters of you all around the school and, you know, you're, you're a god so when you get there. Or, you know, it's some kid who's just smoking a cigarette and he's like, I, I don't know, just go over there by the, by the sandwiches and just, yeah. you know, dance, so, monkey. Like, so, yeah, do your thing. You're like, by a vending machine. You know, and you're, you're walking by and the chick's like, I'm just, I want to eat my, t why are you here? You know, and you're, like, I'm, you're just apologizing your whole act. And it's just like, do you have a, a preference audience-wise? I mean, versus, say, you know, college or corporate, which I... Um, Imagine pay pretty good. Corporate. Right, corporates corporates are really really great, and I think um, my my goal ultimately is to, is to do strictly corporates. Mm. Um, I still have you know my mm. youth on my side as of as of yesterday. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> um, but uh, so that's why I'm really trying to pound the college markets and pound a lot of the stuff out that I can right now because I just feel like the corporates will. They're going to be there for longevity. You know, you're, when I'm when I'm much older, college markets are one of the things where the, it doesn't matter how good you are. The second you start looking like you could be their dad, yeah. they're just like, I don't really? I don't care what you do. You know, I mean, half the time the girls will just book you because they think you're you're cute, or the dudes like, oh, he'd be fun to hang out with. Like, you know, it, it's again, it's all just the the marketing stuff. Would you? Is there any goal to have your own Vegas show? You know. Um, for a while, I guess there, I guess there was, and the past two years, I, I did a lot of stuff in Vegas, right. and I've really learned how this this market works. And, yeah. and the way it is now, it's like unless you're Barry Manilow, unless you're, yeah. you know, Seinfeld, there's there's not really much money, you know. Um, unless you do a four wall deal. Well, that that's the other thing I was gonna get at too. Is like the four walling. I would never. I mean, trust me, I have all the self confidence in the world, but I would right. never put fifty thousand dollars of my own yeah. money into into my own show. Yeah. You know, um, depending on where it is. But why, if you had the money, why wouldn't you put the money? I guess in? if you had millions of dollars and you had nothing to lose, then yeah, go for it. But we had amazing Jonathan on here, and he was right. like, "I'll only do a four-wall deal. I got the money. Yeah. I, I get all the money that comes in. Sure, I don't have to, you know, screw with the people." But he's who also are. he's also an amazing Jonathan. Right. I mean, he's been on you know, every show he's yeah. been on for years and years. He years. I mean, he's, he, yeah, he's, he's a celebrity more yeah. or less. You know, so when there's somebody you haven't heard of. Um, there, there's no real draw. So how about this? So part of why he said it worked for him, and he was international. He cruised around the, or traveled around sure, the world yeah. for a long time, had a huge following, came here, blew up. Right. Let's say that you do the same thing. Yeah. Do you see yourself, say, 10 years from now, saying, hey, you know what? I'll four wall a deal here in Vegas. Possibly. I mean, who knows? You know, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm not going to say no to anything. I mean, if the opportunity presented itself, I mean, one thing I, got I learned. got on the phone right now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on the phone? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Really? Surprise. No, he's not interested. So yeah, yeah, I exactly. It's, he's finally returning my phone calls, though. Um, <laughs> so yeah. how about you've done, I mean, I looked at your, your resume and you've done just strict, you know, straight comedy clubs as well. Right. Do you get heat from comedians? Because you're not a pure. I mean, do you see yourself um, as a juggler who's funny, or a, a, comedian a lot of who comedians will give me shit about it, you know? But but I know I know they think I'm funny. Like a lot of my best friends, you know, we talked yeah, about yeah, Don yeah. Barnhart, Steve Smith, Al Romas, a bunch of these guys that I've worked with on, in clubs and ships. Like they'll all be like, oh, you fucking juggler, you know? But then you know they they do vouch for me. They tell everybody that I'm funny, and mainly these guys are the ones that got me into doing clubs, right? You know, and they wouldn't vouch for me if. You know, they didn't want to because it, it, it would make the, them look the bad. The ice, what's it called? Yeah, the ice house in that's a uh, Pasadena. Huge, that's a huge yeah, property. Yeah, right? I'm, yeah, I'm doing that in uh, in May. 
uh, for like a week or whatever. Yeah, you're gonna give you give give each other shit for anything. If, you, if, if course, you're good, yeah, you know what any, I mean? If, like, yeah. it, that's just the easiest thing to pick it's on. like the best or, thing would ever happen is one of them became yeah. handicapped or something. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. You know, it just... Yeah, it'd be, but, it'd be how so about fantastic. In, how about in the juggler world? I mean, so, you know, we've learned that, you know, comedians here give each other shit. Sure. Does that happen in the juggling world as well, or is it a bit um, more... Well, the, the juggling world. Yeah. new to me. Right. Um... I don't know. You know, there's there's different schools of juggling. There's there's in Europe, it's a, it's all about you know the performance art. It's all about you know the perfection of of uh, the craft. Um, and when I started, that's how I wanted to be, and that's still how I started. Like I consider myself a very very good juggler. You know, uh, the most juggling routines that I do, a lot, most people can't do them. To juggle that. Uh, I'm good. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool. I'll probably be a lot funnier by juggling this side. Um, so it's. I've been I've been called a sellout by a handful of people because I used to my whole discipline used to be juggling and I used to do you know competitions all the time. Jugglers and, called you sellout. Yeah, but it's like well whatever you, you make you know eight dollars a year. Yeah, I mean that's you know the, what I mean. Like what do you, you know, I, funny, I have a house and a, a family and. The funny thing about that is that it doesn't matter what even if like comics talk shit to them because all that really matters are bookers. You know what I mean? Right. And if people that call a sellout, one of my favorite quotes is when Metallica cut their hair and then everyone called him a sellout. Right. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, we'll sell out every fucking venue in every city <laughs> exactly, anywhere yeah. in the world. So if you're doing something right, that's another reason you're going to catch a lot of shit. I'm sure a lot of comics talk shit because they're not getting paid. Like, I mean, you're doing every, as a comic just sitting here, I'm like, fuck, I'd love to do corporate. I'd love to do college. I'd love to... I don't know if I'd want to do cruises because I'm still trying to get laid, but if I had a beautiful life, <laughs> yeah, I, right, right, I would, uh, but no, I mean, it's just, the, the fact that you just are talented, just. Can you, can you be uh, blue and work on a cruise ship? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not really my thing anyway, even when I do comedy right. clubs, I mean, it, whatever, if the situation's right, you know, I'll drop the F-bomb every once in a while, but that's just, I don't, I, you tend to stay away from it on cruise ships because the, the, the thing that's bad about cruise ships is that, Essentially, the, the cruise director, whoever that is, is is your your boss more or less. And so, if for whatever reason he doesn't like you, he doesn't like something about you. He can just be like, ah, in, in his report that he writes back to the head office. It's like you get you get judged every time you're on a cruise ship. You know what I mean? So I know a ton of people, great uh, okay. acts, yeah. uh, that have gone on and they're I mean they're I would vouch for them for any venue, and right. they, they've been essentially fired after one gig because they're like, ah, they didn't they didn't connect with the audience. We didn't like this, and you're like. Duh. You know, it's, it's, it's not real life. Being out on a cruise ship is not, is not real life. How about the other way around? Have you been on a cruise ship where you're like, these people aren't my people. I don't need to be here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, sometimes cruises, you, you know, like I said, you'll get people that are 90 years old, you know. Um, and then the, whole audience, the whole cruises. audience is like that, you know. And they're sitting there in the front row, and they're just, I mean, literally asleep, you know. Right. And you just, you got to deal with it, you know. And, and just like in, in comedy clubs, if yeah, you know, there's you a bunch of, you know, if there's a bachelorette party going on, you probably, you know, Focus towards them a little bit more, or, or change your material a little bit. You never, you don't get to pick your audience, so you just gotta. No, you, you just gotta, gotta. Like you said, they're judging you from the back. You gotta try to keep. If these people are happy, then that guy in the back's happy, and that's exactly. the main yeah. goal. And, so I noticed when you when you were preparing for this show that you sent out a ton of of marketing content right, to right. talk about this. You, you told me that you had a, a large email list. Yep. Uh, you've got you know close to three thousand people on Facebook. How has that affected your ability, uh, not to get people to to say, "Oh, I like you," but actually sure. to show up? I mean, measurable uh, quite ROI. Quite a bit. Quite a bit, actually. Um, Facebook has been huge. I mean, when when MySpace and all that stuff first came yeah. out, everyone was like, "Oh, this is cute. This is nice," you know. And even right. with Facebook, when that first started, um, it was just like, "Oh, this is a cool way to interact." But now it's like I, I do business through Facebook. You know, when I when you're booking deals through yeah, Facebook. especially every I mean, you find me a college kid that doesn't have Facebook. Yeah. Right. I mean, and, they, and the college kids are the ones that they're they're booking you. You know what I mean? So they'll find me, or my agent will put something up, and and a guy from you know University of New Hampshire will see that, and then contact my agent. It's just, I mean, it's a whole the whole social networking thing is is enormous. But how about for the corporate gigs that you said that you eventually want to move for? Do you think corporate's Facebook's not necessarily? Help you there? I, I doubt. I don't think corporates are, are you know they're scouring your Facebook page, right, right. you know, seeing what kind of delicious yummy lunch I had today. <laughs> but you could still. I mean, someone's kid could see you. I mean, the yeah, social media absolutely. is so. I it, it's agree. huge. I mean, it's just so. It's totally huge. And I mean, everybody has a Facebook page. I mean, most. You know, the company that I'm going to do uh, a show for has a Facebook page. Yeah. Right. I mean, everybody has one. Well, you, you drew a lot of people to the chat, uh, but I noticed that you don't have that many people. You don't, you don't seem to be focusing a lot of attention on Twitter. 
You know, Twitter, I just, I, I, I fairly recently got into, and uh, maybe about six months ago, I, I got into it. Because at first, I thought it was just pretty ridiculous. I'm like, oh, you just do kind of one, <laughs> you know, you do one, you just pick I, one thing I'm and write them. That's, who cares about that? At least Facebook, you can look at pictures and stuff. Right. But now, right, as more right. comics have gotten, I see, like, anytime I write a new joke or new something, like, that becomes my, you know, Twitter yeah. status right. or update right. or whatever right. it is. You know, it's not necessarily like, oh, I'm... I'm pooping now, you know. I mean, so are you going to try to build that up, though? Or are you just going to like, eh, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll mean, you know, I do. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I do what I do with it, and I yeah. get a couple followers a day. I mean, I don't, I don't I, see my I business. Think uh, I'm trying to build my Facebook up as big as I can, and then maybe I'll commit to Twitter and then try to bring them all to Twitter. But right. I'm with you. I don't, I mean, Twitter's to me, is just for really famous people. And like, yeah. I think I said it before on here, Facebook's to follow your friends, and Twitter's to follow who you wish you were friends with. Right. But if you can get Good to point. that point when everyone wishes they're friends, but I, I just don't know. You can't turn that corner. At least I can't. I tell people to follow me on Twitter, and it's like they, they expect jokes every two hours. And right. I just think yeah. Facebook's more connectable. Like if right. you send me a message, and I could yeah. write back to you, or you could watch it. Twitter to me, I just, I don't know. I, or maybe I'm just not good at it. But. <laughs> so I, I noticed that you did a lot. You've done a lot of TV work. Yeah, I mean, it, more so years ago when I was in college, I, I did quite a few sitcoms. I did um, America's Got Talent. The first, I was on the first season of that. I was wondering how long ago that was. So how long yeah, ago was I that? I guess it was like 2006 or something. Okay, well, that's not that long ago. Yeah. Five years. Long enough. Do you, now, <laughs> once you do once, you're allowed to go back, aren't you? American Idol, they let you go back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you can go back. But it, it was, um, well, it wasn't a good experience um, the first season. The show has gotten better over the years. I don't know if you guys have ever watched yeah, it, but it's, it's watch gotten it. better over the years. But at the first, the first season, they, did, they didn't know what they were doing, essentially, in, in my opinion. And, and they uh, more or less hired a bunch of the acts to, to get there. I mean, they found our what? websites a year in advance. You know? And so we yeah. kind of knew we were going to go on there. And so they hired a bunch of, I mean, legitimate, <laughs> legitimate Wait, acts. Do you really think that reality shows are real? That I, it's not I, well, I, you know what? Melissa, <laughs> Melissa and I have. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. So Melissa and I, I have this argument all the time. Listen to me. So Listen to me. So cold. Melissa. <laughs> so cold. <laughs> Melissa and I have this argument all the time about the, you know, the the wives of Orange County. I'm like, that's all just complete bullshit. But I want to believe that the contests uh, are well, like, we, yeah. like we've talked about last carpet stand yeah, yeah, right. yeah, that you line up, but that's all bullshit. You have an agent get you an audition, and right. it's all yeah. all that's just bullshit. The more stupid people act, that's just filler shit. You couldn't go get in line and make that show. Really? Yeah. And so it, nobody in line no, made that because show because they have the best comics in the world have private oh, auditions. Man, I mean, and the show's really not that's necessarily not about right. telling me who would want who would want to watch a show that is extremely all good people. You you have to have train wrecks. Yeah. I mean, that's why they had David Hasselhoff on the show. I mean, the guy was, <laughs> I, it really was. I mean, the guy was an absolute, you know, I made fun of him all the time, but after, like, seeing him in person, you actually felt bad, bad almost. Him. Like, he really was. I mean, the guy would walk away, and he smells like gin. You know, I mean, his, his whole uh, eating the hamburger video, I mean, I got uh, material on that for, like, a year, which was, which was great. So I'm, you know, <laughs> so great about the I'm internet. Glad his, yeah, I'm uh, glad his life is ruining for my world. benefit. So, but, so tell me, walk us through that process, though, because I think, I, I just think it's fascinating that you got on Freaking national TV. Yeah, well. Uh, so mean, they approached you. Yeah, I mean, they, they, and they still do. I still get an email from them every year. Asking, really? Yeah, if I want to come back, you know. And you say no. No. Like, Why wouldn't it, you just go on for the exposure? Because, well, the one thing is, I, well, A, I already have the credit. And pe people forget. You know what I mean? I mean, if, if I say, oh, I was on season one of America's Got Talent. I was the guy who did this. They may be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. But no one's ever going to be like, yeah. Six years ago, I saw you, you know, on America's Got Talent. It was just, it, 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 it doesn't pay anything, right. for one thing. Yeah. There's plenty of ways to get, to get exposure, and pe people forget, you know what I mean? So I, they hired us to be on the show. We went there. Everybody did their thing. Like, I got a, I, it's still in my demo reel because it's a cool show. I got a standing ovation yeah. from the audience, and, yeah, then they just, and then they just told me how bad I sucked. And I'm just like, what? Really? You know, and, and there was acts. There was a, I wish I remember their name, but they... They won uh, the Golden Clown Award, which, is, like in the circus world, I mean, it's it's the most it's winning best actor at the Oscars, you know. And, and this is the top of their game. <laughs> they're contortion, acrobatic. I mean, they're amazing. And they told they did their thing, and they're like, oh, maybe maybe you could work on the pier one day, you know. And they're just like, really? We're the you know. It that was, was on air. Yeah, yeah, it was all yeah, it was all on air. <laughs> they, you know. Well, how, no, about the, how about the opposite of that then? Did that make you feel like? Oh. Man, it was a little. Sucks. It was a little discouraging because you're. You're like. You know. I'm. Or, I'm already making a living yeah, doing you know. this. I'm not. I'm not here to like. You know. This really isn't going to shoot me to the next level. Like I'm already doing. I'm already right. doing this. Yeah. You know. And they wanted to make the show out like. 
this is my break. Like they, they wanted me to be like, ah, you know, this this means everything to me. Oh God, <laughs> you know. And it but, just wasn't. I mean. Yeah, but still, I mean, I, I would think a lot of artists are still, you know, sensitive cats. They are. I think people were, are, and people are curious about it. But I know a lot of people after watching the first two or three seasons didn't. Did, they refused to go on the show because it's like, why would I? Why would I want to go get? crapped on essentially for doing right. for doing what I get paid yeah for. when he's already an established I understand he's already making money doing right. great those three people what the, what the fuck do they know how right, can all exactly. these people booking him every day right. you know like, like David Hasselhoff really like, have, like, you, have, you, have you seen your hook on the feeling music video like really you're, yeah, you're how judging is he me huh? judging like, how wow but you've done other TV as well yeah, I did um, a bunch of commercials, um, jugg juggling. Jugg juggling wise. Yeah, a bunch yeah, of yeah. commercial juggling stuff. I did an episode of King of Queens uh, with Kevin James. Uh, well, how did you get that gig? They found my website and they needed they needed a juggling bartender, uh -huh. you know. And what they really wanted was a flare bartender. Yeah, right. And they're like, oh, so do you, they didn't tell me what they were at first, you know. And so they're like, oh, do you do you do any flare bartending? I'm like, oh, not really. They're like, oh, well, do you know? Anybody who does, we're, you know, we're casting for uh, an episode of King Queens. I'm like, oh, flair bartending. Yo, yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Whiskey and such. Sure. Yeah. And so it's, uh, that night, I, I just practiced a bunch of, you know, bottle tricks and stuff and went down the next day. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Great. And so uh, I, did, I did the episode and I did all this stuff. And then when the episode actually came out, they cut all the juggling stuff. And they just have me, like, I think I spin a bottle and then some drunk chick goes like this. And I just, like, pour down her mouth and... That was it. So I was like, wow, well, glad you. That's how it plays out. Do you have any aspirations to do TV, do more TV? Not necessarily. I, I did, I tried to do a lot of straight acting, you know, and well, you know, acting gigs, not, not necessarily juggling or <laughs> skill related, you or know what I mean? gay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like gay porn, it didn't really work Jesus out. Um, <laughs> I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's not really my thing, you know, uh, it's, uh, I, I, I really wanted to focus on where my talents lie and you know I, I did a few auditions whatever for a couple of years in in LA and I'd go there and I'd go into a room and there'd be 60 yeah. guys that look just like me you know it's what, what's the point right. like, I'm not, why, I don't, why I don't be the acting bug yeah why you know? be a small fish in a big pond when you're obviously the best at what you do than no one else I mean I I wouldn't fuck with it. Plus, it's all just bullshit anyway. Yeah, you know it, it was just so much driving and back yeah. and forth and you know I got a couple things but nothing to where you know, and you would really remember me from or... So you live in Vegas now, I but do. I read yeah. that you're moving to L.A. Yeah, Is we're... That for an entertainment reason or No, my, uh, my wife and I are having twins. More smog? Yeah, wow. yeah. <laughs> I miss this. Yeah, my, my wife and I are having twins. Um, all That's of our... Awesome. Congratulations. Oh, yeah, thank congratulations. you. Congratulations. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, all my family, all of our friends still live in, in L.A. Um, it's just going to be better for, for kids, mainly. So you need babysitters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. We, I got I saw, I saw, yeah, I, I saw, yeah, no, I not me. <laughs> no, 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 not me. Do you think being in this LA kid can't change himself? Do, do you think being in LA is going to help your your career any? Um, I don't know. You know, I, at first I was kind of like, oh, I was, we were so set in Vegas, you know, but we got to do what's best for you know our family. Um, when I when I first moved here like seven years ago, I, I did a lot of gigs around town. There was a lot of corporates coming to town. There was a lot of you know kind of one-off things. Right. Um, you did the V Theater. I did, yeah. Did all last, yeah, all last year uh, right. there was a show called Amazed, and I right. was there right. okay. for like a year. But even that, I mean, it, it was it was cool to do gigs in town. But I want to ask I, you about that gig. I, I'd make quadruple on a cruise ship. Yeah. You know, so or you know, one one nighter at a at a corporate show, you'd make a lot more. You know? So you were doing cruise ships before that V Theater gig. Yeah. Oh, why, yeah. why then would you do the V Theater gig? Well, that's, that's the, pretty much the first opportunity that, that came about. I, I did, uh, the first show that I actually did in Vegas was, was Jubilee. Um, it's been here forever. Ever. But I was doing a seven-minute straight juggling act. And they wanted to know if I wanted to do it for six months. And I was just like, no, I don't. Like, they wanted me to come out and just juggle. And I just, I, I felt, I've been doing the comedy stuff for so long. I just, I felt dirty, you know, afterwards. I was like, <laughs> oh, this is not, you know, for six months, mm. It wouldn't help. If anything, yeah. it would hurt me. Yeah, just, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it would. It would be two shows a night, six nights a week, no time off. I mean, you better be bleeding from your eye sockets. Right. You know, to to get time off. The the show that I did at Planet Hollywood, amazed. Uh, the producer that that put on the show used to be a college and a corporate agent, and so the guy was cool as hell. And so if I'd be like, hey man, I got I got a one nighter. He's like, good, get out of here, go do it. Yeah. You know, when you come back, then you you're in the show again. Right. So it was pretty much when I worked or when I was home, I I could work. You know. And then right. I could still I could still travel and do you know make how did you real get that money. gig? How did I get that gig? Um, I I heard of the show. One of my buddies actually went and saw it when it first opened, 
and uh, he said there was a bunch of different, there was like a magician in it, there was a, a, you know, a comedy guitar guitar player, and so my buddy's like, yeah, you should, you should find out about that show. So I emailed uh, a buddy of mine that lives out here that has a bunch of connections, and he put me in touch with the producer, and I emailed him, and then it kind of went, went from there. Uh, man, <laughs> I wish I had more beer. <laughs> and break. <laughs> yeah, um, so you're going, to, you're going to L.A., yeah. Not for career. Do you think? It, do you think it can hurt your career? Is I guess my. Well, actually, I, yeah. I want to ask you this. You moved to Vegas. Why? Well, uh, my wife and I bought our house in Vegas when we uh, right like right out of college. And the reason, the main reason we moved here is because uh, the price of housing uh, yeah. at the time. You know, so it had nothing to do with entertainment. Not really. I mean, it was it was beneficial. I mean, yeah, we could have moved to Alabama or yeah. something. But I mean, yeah, they, this was close enough. Right. Um, to where we could still drive home. We could still you know, see our friends and family. Right. But also, yeah, it was a big entertainment hub. But the main reason was I wanted to buy a house. I, I didn't want to rent. I didn't want to deal with any of that. So we were able to buy a brand new house and move out here. And then we sold it like, I don't know, two or three years later, right. made a killing on it and then bought our house now that we're in. Um, so that was the main reason is so we could actually purchase something. Because at the time, a crack house by the airport in yeah. LA was $600,000, you know? <laughs> so we're going to get to a hell gig in a minute. But um, uh, the question I had about the, uh, the cruise ships, are you allowed to do more than one company's cruise ships? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, they, like, don't, they don't say, well, you're an exclusive no, deal. You no. can only work with Royal Caribbean nope. or whoever. No, no, no. You, you, uh, you, you have one exclusive agent. Um, and they deal with all the cruise ships, so it's like I can't, I can't deal with multiple agents to book me on, on cruise lines. So you, you have one agent, you sign an exclusive agreement with them, and they kind of put you out where you want to go. But once you find a niche, pretty much like the, the main ships that I do, I do Royal Caribbean and Norwegian. Um, but I've done Princess, I've done Dizzy, I've done uh, Holland America, I'm, you know, I've, I've done a bunch of them. But the main ones that I do are Royal Caribbean and Norwegian. Royal Caribbean books you really far in advance. Um, so it's pretty cool as an entertainer yeah, to right. have, literally, I, I mean, there was times where I, it was 2009, I had my dates up through now, you know, right. in 2011. So it's like you can, you can. <laughs> That's a great feeling. No matter what, I can lay down and take a nap, at least I'm making this much money yeah, yeah. throughout the year. Do you know any entertainer that got on the boat and realized that they were seasick? Oh, all the, yeah, it happens quite a bit. And there's been times where I've been, I've never actually like physically thrown up or anything, but there's been times the, you know, they've canceled the, the singers and dancers and put me on. You know, and I'm laying backstage with a towel over my head, and then I have to just get up and go do it. I've been pretty lucky, though, because it's like, as an entertainer, anytime you have an ailment, anytime you're sick, like if I feel like I'm getting the flu, the best thing I can do, honestly, is go on get stage. On stage. Yeah. And yeah. the adrenaline kicks in, and I come out, and I just, I totally feel better. That's cool. Doesn't work with uh, syphilis. So, <laughs> note to self, <laughs> syphilis. Ladies. Um, so, we like, to, we like to end the show with uh, a hell gig, and it sounds like you don't have any. <laughs> so good night, everyone. No, it's been a while, right? Let's, let's hear a, a good uh, hell gig. I have a great a hell really gig. really good one. This is a really good one. Okay, um, let me preface this with saying um, this happened, I guess, right before I graduated college. Um, I met my wife in college, and this was actually the very first night that I spent the night at her house, okay, in college. And uh, she lived in this, this apartment, and you know the bed was right here, and then the door to the bathroom was like right here. I mean, you could literally just go like this and touch it. And I was doing this, uh, this workout program in, in college called Body for Life, where it was just you know, equal portions of proteins and carbs and just all healthy stuff. And I, I hate fish. I still hate fish. But I would, I would eat this, this piece of salmon every Tuesday. Just I would cook it and eat it, and I hate it, but it was like, it's like the most healthy thing for you. So I'm cooking this, this piece of salmon in my fraternity house, and I eat it, and anyway, it tasted like crap. I, you know, but I didn't know the difference because I hated fish. Right. So anyway, we're in the middle of the night. I'm, it's the first night I spent the night at my future wife's house. And I just wake up, and I am, I am sweating. And my stomach is just like gurgling. And it's just, it's, I'm like, oh my god. Like, I'm going to absolutely explode. And so I'm just like, hey, I, I got to take a shower. Mm -hmm. you know, and she's like, holy crap. Like she thought I was sort of like cokehead or something's <laughs> wrong with me. So I'm in this bathroom, and I turn the shower on. And I'm just like, how is this going to work? Because I'm just going to be as loud as I'm about to just die. And so I get in her shower, and I just, I just explode. I mean, every orifice, puking, and just yeah, <laughs> everything. And so anyway, I got the worst case of food poisoning I've ever had. I, was, I went to the hospital. The first time she met my mother was when my mom came to pick me up at my fraternity house because I was dying. So I'm, I'm in the hospital for two days. I lost 17 pounds. But I had this wow. gig at UC Davis okay, in, in Northern California. Yeah. Um, and it was like in, in February years ago, 2004 or something, or 2003. And so I drive up to the gig, and I'm still, I, I feel like crap, okay? And so I get to the hotel room, and I just, I pass out. I sleep all day long. 
I go to do the show that night, and you know I'm feeling a little bit better. You know the adrenaline's kicking in, and so I used to do this, this joke in my show. Um, I would do this thing where I, I juggle fire, and so I would dip the torches in this field. And it, it was it wasn't even a funny joke, but mm -hmm. I, I would say you know this isn't. Uh, I don't remember what it was. I haven't done it in so long. It's like this isn't you know this is. Uh, this isn't normal, you know, Coleman lighter fluid fuel that I'm using. It's this new high octane stuff I got some from NASA. They had some some big experiment that didn't go too well. Anyway, and like that, and then the place just goes, oh, like that, and I look up and I'm like, what? Like a dick, you know? And then I just keep going. And from that second on, the people, I mean, people left. People were just sitting there like, this, you know, nothing, no reaction from anybody. And so afterwards, I'm like, what the hell? What happened? You know, and the sound guy's like, dude, you've got balls of steel. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, are you serious? And I'm like, no, what? He goes, dude, the space shuttle crashed like three hours ago. Oh. And I was straight dead in my hotel room. I mean, just resting for the show. I had no idea. And here I am, hours later, making, joke, making a joke about the, the space shuttle crash. Everybody died. It was terrible. Uh, too soon. Ladies and, and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, too soon. Too soon. Right, ladies and gentlemen. Ivan Purcell. Yeah. No jokes about space shuttles. Actually, somebody on the chat said, "Ask him about the space shuttle." That's funny. Really? That's, that's sweet. Yeah. Stuff still funny. falling from the sky. Uh, <laughs> so that's it for the show. Thanks everybody for checking it out. Looking forward so much to having Brian come back, so I can heal <laughs> and not have to wear this. Thanks again, uh, Ivan. Yeah. Thanks. Check guys. out his website. Why don't you go ahead and show that again, Jacob? Wait, wait you're down on Fremont this week. Oh yeah, I'm on uh, Fremont Street all uh, oh, this, all this coming week. Weekend? Yeah, the 26th through the 30th. Uh, three shows a night, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock in the Hardwood Hotties show. I'll be down there too, so come see us. Actually, uh, you're going to be doing uh, Four Queens? <laughs> yeah, I'll be down there. All right, I'll Four Queens, uh, Fremont Street. Again, uh, send us an email at awkward at VegasVideoNetwork.com if you want to reach out to us. Thanks everybody for showing up. We'll see you next week. Take care.